0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh my gosh, all he's going to do is talk about Fat Tuesday. Fat Bear Tuesday. (laughs) Hashtag Fat Bear Tuesday. Uh, I know. That's all I want to talk about. I really, I mean, I watched, I sat here uh, after recording the podcast yesterday and watched another hour of the darn GoPro cams up there at Katmai National Park in Alaska watching the bears. Fascinating. They are fighting for salmon. They're being cranky with each other. It's the end of the season. They're getting fat. They're off to the side taking care of a little bear business. I think you know what I'm talking about. You see Mommy wrestling with the little cubs, and they're just chomping down fish. It was tremendous. And you see him come in and leave and get mad and get cranky and go take care of a little business off to the side. And, I mean, we could just watch it together if you'd like. We could just do live commentary on Katmai Park. I mean, no problem. And I want to be clear that it is the Katmai National Park and Preserve. Today is the finals. Okay. Today, we find out who's going to win, 409 B-Nose or 747, not good enough for a name. 747, not good enough for a name, better win this thing. Now, if you're listening to this podcast on October 9th, 2018, before 7 p.m. Eastern, pause it. Go to the Facebook page of the Katmai National Park and Preserve. There's a link on my Jeff Fisher radio page. And vote for 747, not good enough for a name. I'm going to announce the winner on my Instagram live this evening when the park tells us who won. Now it is against 409 Bead Nose and 747, not good enough for a name. If it is not, 747, not good enough for a name, the Instagram post is not going to be pretty. And the Katmai National Park and Preserve may not allow me to come and broadcast live from there next year. That's all I'm saying. Okay, Now, we can talk some more about it, if you want. But there's no way that 747, not good enough for a name, should lose this thing. If he loses this thing... The fix was in. I noticed how the Facebook page, ha, 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 uh, tries to put the female first. You know, Beadnose is a female, and they put her first and talk about, oh, she had babies and she struggled so hard. I see what you're doing. I get it. I get it. It's got to be a female running the Facebook page for the Katmai National Park and Reserve. Got to be. And it's actually the National Park and Preserve, not Reserve. I got to get it right. I apologize we're not getting it correct but i i'm i'm just seven, four, seven good enough for a name seven it doesn't really work you don't think of a chant seven four seven not good enough for a name really doesn't work as a chant how to get a hold of the antifa people maybe we get a chant for seven four seven not good enough for a name wait a minute how's it not good enough for a name ng n n g f n seven four seven n g f n that still really doesn't work very well. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> I mean, you can use it. No problem. I, I, I'm fine with it. Don't worry about it. And so we've been going through all this because, you know, the bears are getting ready to hibernate. And that's what they do, right? They come out. They forage around. They wake up. They, uh, all this time. Think of this. Now, they go hibernate, right? Now, they've just eaten like 18 million pounds of salmon. And uh, they go off and they hibernate. Now they don't. I mean, they just sleep. There's no urination. There's no uh, number two. There's no bare business. It is just sleep, hibernation sleep. So you can imagine that when they get up from hibernation, A, (laughs) they're a little cranky, a little cranky. And they may be concerned about number one and number two, but they're seriously concerned about bare business. So don't be stepping in the middle of them. You know, they always tell you Always tell you not to walk in front of, in between mama and the baby cubs, but don't be walking in front of the male, in between the male and the female when he's ready for bear business, because, again, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. So I'm fascinated to see who wins, and uh, we will we'll broadcast that from my Jeff Fisher Radio Instagram Live tonight when it happens. Uh, we're recording this podcast in the afternoon, because um, I try to get this podcast out for you. Hey, you know, around 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 Central, so you can listen to it uh, on the way home, or you can listen to it when you first get home. You know, I know a lot of people have dropped cable and don't you know, really know what to watch when they get home. I, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. I mean, it's simple. You subscribe, you rate, you review, and you share. Uh, you're welcome. Okay? It's very easy. And don't forget Friday. We're going to uh, we're going to read some of the reviews because uh, look, when you rate, you can do whatever you want. I'm 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 not the person to tell you what to do, but you really should just rate it twenty stars. And I'm not telling you what to say, but when you review it, best podcast ever. And now you don't have to think about it. You've already done it. You rate twenty stars, review best podcast ever, share with a friend. She so and I are good right then. All right, we're buds. <laughs> All right, so we also have Hurricane Michael uh, bearing down on the panhandle of the Gulf of Mexico. It's a Category 2 as we speak, looking like it's going to strengthen to a Category 3. It will still do some serious damage uh, once it makes landfall, no question. Uh, they're not quite sure you know, how big it will be when it makes landfall. I'm guessing probably it will be a 3 before landfall, and then it'll make landfall as a 2, and it'll weaken quickly. Uh, good that it's coming across through the panhandle in Georgia, because what's after that is, oh, I know South Carolina. They're still underwater from the other hurricane that went through. So don't worry about it. There's just more rain coming to them. That's all. One of my favorite things that happened, though, is uh, Santa Rosa County in Florida uh, posted a trespass warning for Jim Cantore, uh, the Weather, Weather Channel man. My wife is, loves him. My, I, Jim is, Actually, I'm jealous of him, because okay, my wife loves him. So I'm forced to like him because she loves him. But uh, you know the joke about Jim, the the weather Jim Cantore, is that uh, you know if you uh, see him in your neighborhood, you should have left yesterday. So uh, Santa Rosa County actually on their Facebook page issued a trespass warning <laughs> for Jim Cantore. It's pretty funny, and they may you know they were they were obviously trying to be serious. Maybe somebody needs to lighten up a little bit because most of the stories were Sheriff's Department issues trespass warning. Yeah. They were saying, stay away. We don't want the storm here. Remember the joke? If you see Jim in your neighborhood, you should have left yesterday. Yeah, that's pretty much a fact. Okay. So it was a joke. And in fact, if you actually read the trespass warning, you would have known that it was a joke. They have his pictures. They talk about TV, man. They don't have any. It's funny and uh and i'm sure jim really appreciates because he's a uh, he really is a good guy and uh i'm I, i'm a weather channel fan especially during storms i mean there's nobody does it better right this is the weather channel that's it that's what they're for i did see the uh florida uh governor uh do his hurricane press conference and now the hurricane the florida governor uh, who is out of office now and running for senate well i mean he's still the governor but he's this is he's uh uh yeah but what do they call that uh not a not a limp dog <laughs> no not a sitting duck lame duck lame duck yeah he's out like a sitting duck limp dog same thing okay that's what it is and uh so he's up there talking about uh you know, the hurricane and giving the press conference and giving, you know, warnings and telling people what to do and all that kind of stuff, which is you know, you have to do as Florida as the governor of Florida, uh, more times than you'd like, for sure. But he's got uh, a lady that is their sign language lady. And uh I watched it for about five minutes and I think she's lying. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's no, I'm just I don't know. I have no idea. Don't look at me like that. Like really? No, but remember the guy in Africa that got up on stage with Obama and gave the, gave the fake one? Fantastic. I, I mean, if you can do that and get away with it, you're the man. You know what I'm going to do? You're sitting home with your buddies some night. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to get on stage and I'm going to pretend but I'm the sign language guy. <laughs> oh, and I, I don't even know sign language. <laughs> uh, let me let me get that. Let me get that hit. And uh I I could just do like fake sign language. <laughs> oh brah. This is be, be funny, man. Because well, the worst can happen. This kick me off stage, right? That's it, right? That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> let me have another hit of that. Let me so ever since then I keep thinking that the 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 hand patrol people aren't real you know the the sign language people the the hand patrol people there's something lame duck limp duck sick dog whatever limp dog hand patrol people you know what I'm talking about you do so when you watch them you got to watch them and make sure that they're, they're real <laughs> which makes me which makes me sad that I don't read the sign language right and I should I, I serious as a business I should my wife does and she gets angry at me when she signs stuff and she's teaching our kids and our kids know how to sign stuff and you know they they they're trying you know they're always after me to you know to learn it and then I give them my favorite sign language sign and they leave me alone cuz I know the one yeah that same goes to you that's my favorite sign language sign And you know what that is, and we're good. Right? All right. You know what it is. All right. Today is, uh, I talked a little bit about this on uh, Chewing the Fat with Pat Gray. Uh, Pat Unleashed uh, during his afternoon show last week for that. He's moving to the mornings here uh, on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Going to be, uh, what is it, six to eight Eastern? I mean, he's going from three hours to two. Are you kidding me? How do I get that deal? am i right i mean what I, I they threw me a bone with the podcast and they finally said yeah go ahead i mean i'm on my way out the door that gets at least two hours no i don't want to say that never mind we'll move on to another subject today is a uh, national moldy cheese day uh, and I met, anyway, I mentioned this on Pat Unleashed this afternoon during my Chewing the Fat segment. And, uh, and some of the fascinating facts are really cool. Did you know that there are over 2,000 varieties of cheese? That's amazing to me. Uh, the number one cheese recipe in America is macaroni and cheese. Who's a good little cheese knower? You are. Now, uh, I know queso is probably coming up close second, though. Uh, what appears to be the remains of cheese has been found in Egyptian tombs over 4,000 years old. Uh, that's that's some nasty cheese. I don't know if anyone tried to eat it or not, but it's still some nasty cheese. The terms big wheel and big cheese originally referred to those who were wealthy enough to purchase the whole wheel of cheese, right? And uh, there's some interesting things that happened on this day. Uh, during a National Moldy Cheese Day, which we should celebrate somehow, in 1996 the world's largest grilled cheese sandwich was made. We need we should try to try to beat this on chewing the fat. Right, the largest one in 1996. Gotta be able to beat that, right? Because the world's largest grilled cheese sandwich then was 3,000 pounds. <laughs> That's a maybe a problem why that's still a, a record because everyone was like you know what that's good we're just stopping there it's you know uh, you're fine so i've got to find a picture of it and see if it was just one big giant piece of bread from bread world and Cheeseland, or if it was you know like they call they put uh slices of bread on top of a giant block of cheese and melted it and called it one sandwich and then cut it up but uh 3, pounds of a grilled cheese sandwich that's a big old sandwich you want to talk about getting blocked up after that. In 1985, on this date, uh, Strawberry Fields, a two-and-a-half-acre garden memorial in New York City's Central Park dedicated to John Lennon. And my favorite little story of what happened on this day in history, uh, in 1906, Joseph Farewell, uh, Joseph Farewell Glidden, he, he passed away. Now, Glidden, an Illinois farmer, received a patent for the first commercial barbed wire in November of 1874 that is thought to be the beginning of the end of the open range and the cowboy now glidden formed the barbed fence company with isaac l elwood and became one of the wealthiest men in america that was this day in history october 9th national moldy cheese day So today, I'm, you know, scrolling through my social media at Twitter, Jeffy MRA, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio, and I see a story that says, breaking news, Uh, hippos caught swimming inside the Rio Grande River, and the image is between four to six hippos swimming in the Rio Grande, and the river has been, uh, you know, circulating on all the social media sites since this morning. And it's reported that the hippos escaped from the Zapata, Texas ranch and made their way to the river, uh, corresponding with the authorities, you know, taking control of the situation. So, I know it's not fat people. I'm talking about hippopotamuses. Now, you're funny. You're funny thinking that. Who's the fat people? I know what you were thinking, and you were thinking it too. Is Jeffy talking about his family again? No, I'm talking about hippopotamuses. Everybody's ha ha ha! Everybody wants to get in on the fat jokes, but it got me thinking. It got me thinking that at one point in in our country's history, they thought hippos were going to be like cattle to us. Uh, there was a guy, uh, Frederick Russell Burnham. Frederick Russell Burnham, and he, I was, I got, I got hooked on a story uh from the uh activist.com a long time ago i mean it was uh, i don't even remember how long ago and it, the story is about uh american hippopotamus is the title of the story on activists it's a, it's a it's a book and it talks about it intertwines the lives of these two men and it talks about Fr- frederick russell burnham and this guy fritz duskane now fritz is known as the black panther of the veld and at one point in their lives these two men were commissioned to kill each other it's a it's a fascinating story so burnham was a patriot with impeccable integrity and descane was found out to be a megalomaniac and a pathological liar but they ended up fighting together for one cause now I don't remember. I remember that part of the book, I don't remember. I'm going to have to find it. Maybe we can talk about it. Maybe I'll maybe we'll do the hippopotamus story uh for a Saturday podcast. Uh, you know, so you could, you know, you listen with the, with the, with your kids. Well, I do a pod, you know, with the podcast every day is Monday through Friday. Maybe we add a Saturday story podcast. A Saturday uh American dream story or a Saturday, uh, you know, start us. I've got some ideas for different podcasts to give you on Saturday that would, you know, that you could just enjoy for the weekend. And uh, no, you do not have to subscribe to something else. Will you stop asking me the easy question? You do not have to subscribe to something else. It's the same thing. Chewing the fat. Once you subscribe, rate and review, that's it. In fact, you may once it's educational and I start doing hippopotamus stories, you share it even more. Stop asking me stupid questions not you i'm not talking to you i'm talking to him one acquaintance called this the burnham the most uh complete human being who ever lived he was the inspiration for the boy scouts and the indiana jones that's how this guy was badass okay now uh, his family moved out west It's a big long story uh, and, and we could talk about this I, I'll definitely find the book and we we'll, I'll, I'll go through it and we'll do it for Saturday because it's a, story is fascinating and it's a it's a great story that you can uh, you know you can share with your kids or, or whoever you want your folks whatever you can listen to it and know the story okay but in the late 1800s and early 1900s the. US was changing it was growing so fast so many people were coming here and we had a meat shortage. And the government and the people were trying to figure out what to do. And all the years spent in Africa by this guy, seeing all these different animals, at one point he saw camels being used in the United States. Okay, And he thought, oh my gosh, the animals in Africa, we can bring them here. And he he thought of the idea of breeding hippopotamuses here in the U.S., now he imported hippopotamuses from America or from Africa, put them in the swamplands in the Gulf Coast down in Louisiana, and started to breed them for food to turn the, and he wanted to create hippo ranchers. Congressman dispatched people, an uh, agent from Africa to to the South to study the feasibility of hippos in the swamps. There's a report titled "Why and How the Place uh, How to Place Hippopotamuses in the Louisiana Lowlands." And his col- conclusion was that it was perfect. All right, so I, I'll stop because I'll have because I'm just going by this by an old email that I sent myself about this because I don't have the book and I don't have any of the stories, but it is fascinating and it also leads into one of the things that there was a, a story that David Barton talked about about camels in the U.S. and people were making fun of them, but this guy talked about uh, there were actual there were camels in the U.S. and it was because some of our uh, people from some of our uh, people coming here the Im- immigrants came here from the middle east and they were bringing their camels with them and it wasn't really feasible for them to live here but they thought it would be at the time so they were you know they were trying to fit in what was the end of the cowboys and uh it, it, it's all really really cool and it's, it's lost history because when people make jokes now oh sure he took camels in the u.s that's what he was seeing well yeah he did and, oh, what are you going to do, breed hippopotamuses? Well, yeah, that's what we were thinking about doing because there was a hunger shortage. We needed meat to feed our people. So everybody, So we wanted to have the, the hippopotamuses. All right, so I got to stop. Stop, stop. stop. That all from seeing hippos in the Rio Grande. Okay, but I'm going to do this. Uh, I'll cut this for you so you can, the hippopotamuses and the camels, because I'll go back and find the camel stuff too, uh, for a, Saturday, a quick Saturday podcast just to enjoy on the weekend between football games or between the wife telling you to go out and mow the lawn or between, maybe you know what you do. And again, you are so welcome because I just thought of this and this you'll be a winner, all right? When the wife says, hey, I want to I wanna do a little shopping this weekend and I got to get some stuff for the kids and I know you want to probably stay home, but I'd really like you to come along okay and you go along and you you go to Kohl's and you start walking around Kohl's one earpiece in you're listening to the hippopotamus podcast and the other earpiece out you're just walking around waiting to hear uh, honey I'm right here and uh, you get you kill two birds with one stone you get educated on the hippopotamuses during my podcast <laughs> and you're looking good with the wife going shopping with her Uh you're welcome all right i know i'm getting thirsty but uh, i want to tell you a little story here before we head to the water cooler for some water cooler news um this indian billionaire is sending his daughter off to school and you know how everybody talks about sending their kids off to school and they got they set them up with the dorm and they show people going to ikea and they show people you know getting, setting up the dorm room from target well this guy um is a, a an indian billionaire and his daughter is going to uh study at St. Andrews University uh, in Scotland and of course he doesn't want his child to you know suffer while she's going to school I mean heaven forbid so um, she's now being called the Britain's Pasha student Uh, in addition to a maid and a butler uh, the freshman will also have a private chef a chauffeur and a footman Uh, of course I mean she isn't really living in the dorms she can't live in the dorms okay because uh, her parents bought a mansion for her to live in so she won't have to endure dorm life her four years studying in scotland okay at some point you've made too much money right no that's not right but i'm just telling you that at some point you've made too much money good for him i mean bless his heart he's made all this money and good to, of course you want to do the best for your kids I love. I mean, I'm just fascinated by this because the butler's going to oversee the student staff. Now, the staff is going to be expected to open doors for the freshmen whenever possible. Whenever possible, have, have your ass by the door. You know where I'm at. Want oh, that door open? Footman. They'll set the table, serve meals, and clean up. Well, duh. Uh, the advertisement stated that the family is very formal and wants experienced staff. Yes. Okay. I mean, will you beginners? No. I I bought a I bought a mansion. I'm I'm advertising for uh, for uh, workers for people who are familiar with uh waiting on you know taking care of homes. That's work. That's work. You don't just take care of a place. You got to have people run it for you. And you can't just have her Higgly Piggly driving off to school, to class. you got to have the chauffeur ready. And you got to have things. I love the idea that there's gonna, the private chef. I mean, what, is she supposed to starve? I mean, she's going to be studying. She can't be expected to cook, even though she's a female. Anyway, the oh, that's a bad joke. And uh, Just bad joke. Bad joke. Just joking. <laughs> uh, just joking. Kind of. Um, and the footman. I am a big fan of the footman, I think. The footman are what you need. Like the chef... Cool to have, you know, chef is cool to have if you don't have a wife, chauffeur, it's cool to have if you don't have a wife, but a footman, a footman is, I mean, that's somebody that's that's taking care of you, right? That's the person that's opening the doors, that's the person that's making sure you, you're you up and dressed and taking care of you. The butler is overseeing all that and making sure that it's done right, but the footman is the person that's right there, right? I mean, a footman is taking care of business for you. That's what I need as a footman. I need a footman. I thought getting married and having children would create that for me. I was wrong. Sadly, I was wrong. I hate to admit this. I mean, I'm the first to admit when I'm wrong sometimes, but, uh, I just figured, you know, you got a wife and eh, you get the kids. That's what you have the kids for. I mean, that's what my parents had me for. I was a damn footman and a butler and a chauffeur and a damn yard worker my whole life. What do you think we had you for? And somewhere, somewhere along the line, that life got changed. Okay, the belief in that children—that's what we had you for—to do all this stuff. That world changed. Somewhere in the, somewhere in the distant past, 70s, maybe eighties, nineties. Somewhere in there, that whole world got turned around and was it for the better or for the worse so i you know i'm just i'm just saying that those days those days are gone of having kids because you need footmen <laughs> and do i want kids to be my footmen do i want that to be to happen i do that i do i need footmen You can write your own jokes with that. All right. But uh, you know that the billionaire, the Indian billionaire, you know for a fact, and this kind of ticks me off, that he just went around and saw the mansion and bought it. All right. I mean, the person selling the mansion was lucky. So, I mean, that's a once in a lifetime deal, right? If you don't own a mansion and happen to have an Indian billionaire drive by to buy your mansion... And pay for it. it doesn't have the footman come up. Yeah, the billionaire guy probably didn't even show up. It was the footman. Hello, I have a client that's going to buy your home. We're offering you this much money. Take it or I walk away. I'm the footman. And that's the deal, right? And what are you going to say? You're going to say, no problem. Uh, So what do I sign here? Because I'll be out of here. The wife's got me. You hauled up. We're out. All right, it's all yours. Move in. That doesn't happen. Once in a lifetime, right? What you do need is Mercury real estate services uh, real estate agents i trust dot com because you 're not going to have if anyone knows how to find an Indian billionaire to buy your home real estate agents i clearly that 's a fact you don 't just put a for sale sign up and magically the Mr. Indian billionaire drives by with his footman just doesn 't happen so and you know this if you 've ever bought or sold a home, you know how hard it is, and you know why. That's why realestateagentsitrust.com was started. I mean, Glenn and Tanya obviously didn't have the Indian billionaire drive by, struggled selling their house, and they decided that people can't just wait around for the Indian billionaire. They need to have somebody helping them out. And that's where realestateagentsitrust.com comes into place. Best agents, over a thousand towns all over America, that will let them earn your business. They're they, they all highly rated agents who get the job done they have great marketing plans that create demand for your home so that you can sell your home on time and for the most money realestateagentsitrust.com or you can wait around for i don't know 10 years or a lifetime for that indian billionaire to drive by good luck with that good luck with that and after the first you know little while and you're out front sitting in your lawn chair and you realize you know That Indian billionaire and his footman probably isn't going to drive by. We should probably call realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, let's go to the water cooler. I'm parched. Get you through the break room. Uh, I found it fascinating that Netflix says it's going to open a new U.S. production hub in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now, Albuquerque, New Mexico, I always think, what do you think of when you think of Albuquerque? You think of, all right, I heard somebody say aliens. No. Uh, You think of Breaking Bad. And you think of meth. That's what you think of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hello? So that's right anyway netflix i mean i'm not saying they're involved in math Ooh, my friend no that could not be that's the farthest thing from the truth okay i just found it interesting that they're going to albuquerque and then i thought they're going to bring over a billion dollars in the next 10 years and probably you know a heck of a lot more and i thought well a they should be in texas or florida Um, b they should be why are they not um and then I realized that, oh, that's why. You know, the fiscal policy report card on America's governors was just issued. Now, who's the number one state? Who's the number one state? What state could be number one in the United States of America? Oh, I know. The governor of New Mexico, Susanna Martinez, does the top card. Amazing. Texas, fifth. Fifth. Greg, bro, <laughs> what are you doing, babe? Let's go. I mean, let's. I'm not. Let's just go. We'll leave it. In 2017, she vetoed bills that would have increased taxes by 350 million a year. Amazing, including increasing taxes, gas taxes, vehicle fees, freight truck charges, grocery receipt taxes, hospital taxes. I mean, she's going to town. She means business on this. And Martinez has pursued reforms to make New Mexico more competitive. She signed a bill reducing gross receipt taxes and inputs to construction, manufacturing. She pushed through a cut to corporate income tax rate. Uh, Here you go. And that was in 2013. Okay, and it was supposed to be phased in over five years. When is Netflix moving to New Mexico? 2019. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Uh, hello. That's the five-year mark, baby. So, a big surprise at Netflix. Now, that isn't. When you read that, that isn't a surprise that Netflix is moving to uh, Albuquerque. Well, it is a surprise they're going to Albuquerque. But it's not a surprise that they're going to New Mexico. I guess it's either <laughs> New Mexico. I mean, is there another town in <laughs> Mexico? Is there, is there another town in New Mexico, really? I've driven through New Mexico, and it's beautiful. And it's actually more beautiful than you think. Uh, but I'm trying to think. I mean, When we stopped, we did stop in Albuquerque. So I, I don't know if there's another town in New Mexico. I mean, uh, <laughs> sure, you can look on a map, and you can find other cities. But there is really no other city. Those are just pretend cities. Albuquerque is it. That's why everything is in Albuquerque, because that's the only city in New Mexico. I mean, that's clear. All right. So, and we also, uh, uh, today we got news that, uh, just for the break room, just so you know. I mean, we also got news that Nikki Haley was leaving the United Nations. I mean, I, I, that's a tough one to take. She's been strong. She's been strong. Now, the only reason I would like her to leave is have the president say, we're shutting down the UN. Uh, Nikki's leaving because I wanted to get her out of there before all the U-Haul trucks move in. Because I've just rented them and I'm pulling them up next week. And I'm telling them, have a nice day. The UN's no longer here. Bye. You got two weeks. Get out. Get out. And we're going to, I would love to see, I would love to see a 300 U-Hauls parked out front of the UN that Trump rented. Here you go. I was a fine American company. I hope they're, I don't know if U-Hauls American company, but they will be after this. Now, some other ideas are, which I found fascinating, the, that uh, why she's quitting. Okay, Uh, guessing that Nikki Haley will want to be Lindsey Graham's replacement in the Senate when he replaces Jeff Sessions as attorney general. Wow. They're saying that after the midterms, that's what happens. So after the midterms, President Trump ditches Sessions, put Lindsey Graham in as the attorney general, which opens up his seat in South Carolina. Right. So the governor of South Carolina uh, then appoints Nikki Haley to be the uh, the interim senator, junior senator from South Carolina, and so then they have the special election or just set up, well, you know, we don't need a special election. She could just be senator until the next election. And then you can vote her in or out. And then once you're in, you're in. No way she loses that. That's her seat, right? And uh, I I thought, okay. I kind of like that. And then what are they going to do with Nikki's seat at the UN since he's You know, unless they're pulling up the 200 U-Hauls, which I'm not opposed to, by the way. Uh, And I don't want any of the old, crappy U-Hauls from New Mexico. I want the new ones. I want the new ones. Bright, shiny, 40-footers, all out in front of the U.N. Oh, my God. That would be such a beautiful sight. But uh, Donald Trump, our president, will uh, make Ivanka be our U.N. ambassador. I mean, I am in love with that. Because everybody, oh, nepotism, nepotism. Tough. She's my daughter. She loves the country. She's beautiful. Look at her. And uh, I already had Nikki in there. What, do you think I'm going to put some ugly dog in there? Nope. And uh, she knows the country. She loves New York. She wants to go back home and live in New York. She's sick of living in this hole of D.C. and coming into this crappy house, the White House, when she can live in the Trump Tower. And uh, she's not even going to stay. We're going to save money because we're not going to have her have the U.N. apartment. We're shutting that bad boy down. She's just going to stay at Trump Tower. And uh, nobody could do it better. I mean, that sounds very plausible. That sounds really, really plausible. All right, let's go to the flat pile. So earlier this week, the director of a SEAL hospital in Hawaii, she says they were deluged with more than a dozen mysterious calls to her cell phone. Now, when she picked it up, however, the line was silent. Nobody was there. To make the situation even stranger, the calls were apparently coming from inside the hospital. He's inside the house. Get out. She asked, did anyone call me? No one did the hospital director of the Kikaiola Marine Mammal Center. meanwhile direct uh, several other people uh, in the hospital saying, "Hey, why are we calling them incessantly? We keep getting all these calls and no one is there. Now, Simone says that the Hawaiian Telecom, the center's phone company, and this is uh, this is what makes me question the story of it being real. All right The quote from Simone. What she says, the Hawaiian telecom center confirmed to her that a bazillion calls were indeed coming from a single line inside the hospital and asked her to look around to find the problem. A telecom company. I don't care. I I find it difficult to believe. Oh, yeah, you got a bazillion calls coming from inside your place, but I'll let it go. Was maybe they will. Maybe that's how they. Maybe that's how they word things in Hawaii. Okay. So anyway, the issue still was going on. It was looked at. It wasn't hardware. It wasn't software. What it actually was, footwear. The toe pads of a tiny gold dust day gecko. Stop it! Stop it! The gecko. The Geico Gecko in Hawaii? I don't think so. All right. I'll let you have this note. The Geico Gecko? That's uh, not real. But uh, I know. I know. Look, I don't want to. Oh, don't. Ooh, kids, just joking. <laughs> oh, man. Just joking. That was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, wow. I, sometimes. I, I know some jokes don't seem funny at the time, but <laughs> they are. Oh, <laughs> uh... So, in the end, uh, Simone says she was uh, she sent a note to the center staff of volunteers about the flood of strange telemarketing calls made by a one-foot dialing lizard. Uh The gecko uh, isn't a patient at the hospital or anything. It's just a gecko that came inside looking for bugs and, I guess, was able to get inside the phone and start pushing his little gecko gecko feet up against the buttons and making calls. I mean, A, the Marine Mammal Center doesn't have security. Right, I mean, what are we thinking? Right, we just let any old gecko gecko in off the street. I, you know, maybe he talked his way in, maybe he talked his way in. But it's a little embarrassing for the Marine Center just to be hoodwinked by a gecko. Sad, 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 sad. Okay, so let's not, let's remember. All right, before we get wrap this up today, uh, before we wrap up chewing the fat. Uh, with Jeff Fisher, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we got a couple things to do. we got to remember to vote for 747, not good enough for a name, in the Fat Bear Week contest. You don't have to go back and listen to the beginning of the podcast. I'll tell you how to vote for him again right now. Go to the Facebook page. You can go to my Facebook page, Jeff Fisher Radio, and there's a link there to the, to the uh, Katmai National Park and Preserve Facebook page. They've got a link there and you vote for the bears there. All right. This fat, we're wrapping up Fat Bear Week. Uh, so we're, this is Fat Bear Tuesday. Hashtag Fat Bear Tuesday. And uh, they've got 409 Bead Nose up against 747, not good enough for a name. All right. Now they are just calling 747, not good enough for a name, 747. That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Uh, so we decided yesterday, if you didn't listen to the podcast, why, but if you didn't listen to the podcast, uh, we decided yesterday, there's no reason for this bear. It's embarrassing for him not to have a name. And then I decided that instead of trying to name him, I'm just going to call him not good enough for a name. That's his name. 747, not good enough for a name is his name. Okay. And he, we want him to win because they tried to diss him without a name they gave the female a name. They started making you feel good about the female. She's the top picture. Started talking to her about having her kids. It's all about the female. No, not here, my friend. Not here. Now we'll announce the we'll announce the winner. I want to announce when they finally announce the winner tonight uh, on my Instagram page, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio. For those of you listening to this uh, before, say seven thirty, eight o'clock Eastern tonight, uh, or you follow me on Instagram, you'll see it come up. Uh I'm gonna do I'll do a live a live post on the winner and I hope that I'm not going to have to beat up Katmai National Park and Preserve. And I don't want to hear from them, oh the voters pick. No. No, 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 no. You had the fix in somehow. If seven forty seven, not good enough for a name, loses this, the fix was in. Okay? There's something wrong with the voting machines facebook has been hacked as part of their hack thing you had somebody uh, tallying up the votes wrong did somebody find some magical votes in their trunk of their car did someone did double votes i mean are we using different computers voting two or three times something is wrong if 747 not good enough for a name loses this race okay. look at the pics you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying all right, I was going to tell you about a woman. Well, you know, I will before I go. Just remember this story, okay? This could happen to you, and it's really frustrating if it did. A Maryland woman uh, went to her bank and uh, tried to do some banking, and they said, oh, man, we'd like to help you, but uh, you're dead. And she was <laughs> she was like, wait, I, I'm standing right here. Uh, no, uh, no, you're dead. Uh, listen, your accounts are frozen, and the Social Security Administration uh, notified us that uh, you're, de- you're dead. And so she two weeks more than two weeks uh she spent going back to her bank going to the social security office trying to say that she's alive uh she got more and more annoyed because her prescription and health care plans also were all affected because everybody gets notified and of course the uh social security spokesman well this erroneous death reports are extremely rare well you know what maybe they're not and you know what they shouldn't be there should be zero and if it happens, if they're so rare, why don't you have a plan in place to put people back to life again so that all this stuff doesn't happen? Well, you know what I'm talking about. Put people back to life. I mean, that's why, why are you laugh. <laughs> that's what they do. They've, they killed her. Now they need to put her back to life. Bank accounts, medical, anything else that she's tried to do that they've killed, put her back to life. It's not that difficult, okay? If you screwed up somebody's life and you're calling them dead, put them back to life.